This is the Speaking of Writers podcast. I'm Steve Richards. With the same addictive quality of true crime TV and podcasts, the book If I Disappear by Eliza Jane Brazier is a voice-driven page-turner that won't let you go even after you've binged the entire story. Fueled by an unsettling parasocial relationship between podcast listener and beloved true crime podcast host, If I Disappear explores feminist discussion surrounding true crime stories and the pursuit of women to empower themselves from becoming victims in a world that wants them to disappear. Liza is an author, screenwriter, and journalist. This is her adult debut. She currently lives in Los Angeles, where she is developing If I Disappear for television. Happy to have Eliza join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Welcome to this program. Oh, thank you so much for having me. What a great intro, I have to say. <laughs> Thanks. So what inspired you to write this book? Um, you know, I guess it was like a three things that kind of came together for me. Um, and one of those things was the setting. I actually had a job like working at a dude ranch in uh, a, a town like close to Happy Camp, California. And I just thought it was just like a an interesting setting, like a kind of place that I didn't really think existed anymore. And I thought it'd be such a great place for a thriller just because you're in isolation, you're kind of around, you know, people who don't like to be around other people. So you get like some fun stories and stuff like that. So that was one element. And then the other, uh, the other was uh, true crime, which I'm like a fan of true crime. Like I really love that kind of community and the, the community that's like sprung up around it and all like the sort of intelligent, uh, amazing women. Um, so that was another element. And then just, I guess just talking as well, just about my own personal experiences. Um, I'm a widow. So I kind of came back to America after my husband died and was single for the first time, was like experiencing American culture again for the first time. And I really wanted to talk about this feeling, I guess, of being kind of uh, like a little bit not knowing where you belong, let's say. This character, Sarah, loves true crime podcasts. They make her feel empowered in a world where women just like her disappear daily. She's sure they are preparing her for something. So Rachel is the podcast host. She goes missing, and Sarah knows it's time to act. Rachel has always taught her to trust her instincts, and Sarah follows the clues hidden in the episodes to an isolated ranch outside Rachel's small hometown to begin her search. She's convinced the investigation will make Rachel so proud, but the more Sarah digs into the unfamiliar world, the more off things start to feel, because Rachel is not the first woman to vanish from the ranch, and she won't be the last. Rachel did try to warn her, though. Eliza, how did you create Sarah? Um, you know, I think I like I sometimes have like anxiety, so I I tried to like kind of harness that aspect of myself because the thing about when you have like let's say you have a panic attack or you have an anxiety attack, you don't really know what's real or not. Like you feel scared of something, but you don't know if that fear is justified, and you get you become kind of like paranoid and start like second guessing yourself. So I think I took like that aspect and put that in because I think that's such like a scary thing is when you don't know if you can trust your own your own instincts. Um, and then also I kind of like took, I guess like the woman that I was afraid of being, you know, I think that like as a, as a woman, we're afraid of being perceived as being, you know, crazy or weird or even just being vulnerable. Um, so I tried to create a character that kind of, I guess, embodied those like sort of fears and just like put her in this world and, and, you know, tried to give her somewhat of a happy ending, you know? (laughs) (laughs) How did you come to be a writer? Um, you know, I've always, I think most writers, it's like we, we start as readers. So like I always read stories. Um, and then I kind of would tell myself stories, like I started making up stories. Um, but I think it wasn't, 
you know, when I was younger, I tried to like have like a foray into getting published. Like I looked up some random address online and like sent this book, you know, to somebody who I don't think was even associated. It was like a Hollywood address. I don't think they were even associated with like books or anything, um, you know, to try to get published. And they sort of sent it back. And, and I think after that, I kind of realized it's, it's really like a difficult world to access. But then now with the rise of like the Internet and with writing blogs and Twitter, you can actually kind of learn what the path is to get published. So I think once that became available, I realized, you know what, this is actually something I could really do if I if I research and learn everything that I can, you know, I might actually have a shot at this, you know. So I think that was the game changer for me as far as like being like, okay, maybe I can do this for, for a job. <laughs> you know? uh, chatting here with Eliza Jane Brazier, uh, her new novel is If I Disappear. What was harder, Eliza, starting it or ending it? Oh, um, I guess uh, like both in different ways. But like for the ending, I actually rewrote the entire second half of the book like three times with a different outcome because um, I was just kind of like trying to figure out the story, you know. So that was probably, I guess, really harder in, in a way because like I went the wrong way a couple of times. I tried to like force certain endings. And I think that once I kind of listened to the characters, I found an ending that kind of, uh, you know, made sense for me, you know? Uh, so what was your primary challenge in writing this novel? Oh gosh. I don't, um, oh, I think probably like the most difficult thing was, um, was starting it, you know, I think like I had like different elements and then I just didn't really have like the way to approach it. And I think it was a kind of a tricky one because, you know, uh, Sarah's looking for someone she doesn't know. So it's like, how do I get that person on the page? And I actually read the book uh, You by Carolyn Kepnes, which has been sort of famously turned into a television show. Um, and that introduced the idea of using like a second person and having Sarah actually address Rachel really helped me to unlock the story. I mentioned uh, you're developing If I Disappear for television. So what are the challenges for, yeah. you know, doing the television version of this as compared to the book? Well, okay. So it's just like, it's a totally different medium. So like for me, like I try to be like really open to like, you know, we're going to have to change it a lot. Like it's necessary because um, what you can actually show and portray on screen is so different than what you can do with a novel where you're actually in the character's head. Um, but it's been like really fun challenges. Like I've been lucky to work with like some really amazing, uh, brilliant people who also really like value and like actually, you know, um, involve me like, I mean, heavily in the process. Um, so it's cool because it's sort of like a puzzle where you're like kind of trying to make something work the same emotionally, but the actual mechanics of it could be like completely different, you know, and then also just exploring different ways that this story can work. Cause I think we, we obviously rely on the original hook, but it's like, can I make this a more comedic story? Can I make this more of an adventure? Can I make it more of a mystery? Um, that's been really fun to just like try to play with, with changing the story um, in those directions, let's say. Eliza, do you have any writing rituals, a certain place maybe in the house that you like to write certain music you like to listen to? Can you write anywhere? I mean, you know, the more that I've been, like, I guess, like doing it as a job, I think that I've realized that these kind of ideas that I used to have of like, I can only write in the morning or I can only write if I'm like feeling happy or, you know, I think that when you have to do it for a job, especially like in the television sphere, like all that kind of goes out the window. And I would say in a good way where you realize, you know what, 
it might be the mental block. Once I get past that, I can write anywhere. Now I will say like, I usually will write in the morning. I feel like the most creative then, like I usually write like in bed <laughs> or like on a sofa. Like I don't like to sit at a desk. Like I like to feel really comfortable and kind of like I'm in my own little, like, you know, protective bubble. Um, but again, it's like, I think that it's really good to, to kind of acknowledge within yourself that, you know what, I can, I can do this anywhere if I have to, I can do it before work. I can do it on the way to work. I can do it at work uh, as long as I don't get fired, you know, <laughs> just like trying to be open is really good. What genres do you especially enjoy reading and which do you tend to avoid? Oh gosh. I mean, I, I think that I most probably enjoy reading thrillers, which is, I guess, like why I kind of like write in that sphere. And I also love like plays. I love like character studies. Like I like a lot of like classic novels. Um, and then I would say like, I guess I wouldn't like, uh, I'm not as drawn to like fantasy or action kind of things. Cause I have, I'm, I'm not as good as like focusing when it comes to action. Like I kind of check out. I don't think my brain really works that way. I'm much more into people just like having a chat, like talking to each other, like about like philosophy or something. That's like really engaging to me. But sometimes when it's like these, um, you know, alternate worlds and I'm like struggling to kind of like keep up, you know? So I would say that's probably the one I'm le least drawn to. Although I, you know, I sometimes find something that completely throws that uh, out the window, you know? Are you working on another novel? And if so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I actually have like a two big deal. So I wrote, I have written like another thriller, but it's, it's very different. It's kind of like more like a comedic thriller, just because I feel like right now, like I want, I personally want something that's like lighter. Um, so what it, the title of it, I will tell you, is um, Good Rich People. And I have like my own little personal tagline for it, which I don't think they'll use. But my tagline is, there aren't any. <laughs> so that kind of gives you an idea of what yeah. it's about. <laughs> All right, and listeners can uh, connect with you yeah, online uh, at Twitter. It's at EJaneBrazier, B-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Instagram at Eliza Jane Brazier and Facebook at Eliza Jane Brazier as well. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And the book is If I Disappear. And that is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards.